Well, happy now uh, to welcome in longtime football coach and the current head coach for the San Diego Toreros as they make their way to Bozeman, Montana to take on Montana State on Saturday. It's part of our ESPN Roundtable. We do this each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour. We welcome in San Diego head coach Dale Lindsay. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine so far. Thank you. Well, first of all, I think that I've caught up with you in the past because... San Diego seems to always find their way to play in Big Sky Conference teams. So with our work at Skyline Sports covering the league at large, it seems we always got San Diego on the radar. I know, Coach, you've played Big Sky teams throughout the years in the playoffs, but particularly this year as well, it's been all Big Sky all the time with a couple Big Sky games already on the docket for you, and now you have another one coming up against the Bobcats. So what, what is just your perception of the Big Sky Conference? What do you think of these matchups when you take on Big Sky teams? Well, we're playing uphill because uh... – we look at it as they've had 62 or 63 scholarships to offer. We've had zero. And it's a good way to evaluate our own team, uh, see how we're going to play under uh, adverse re- uh, situations and what happens when you play people better than you. And we, we found out last week that uh, UC Davis has a pretty good football team. Well, let's talk about that element. Last week, UC Davis posted a 53-7 victory over San Diego, and I know that there was a lot of question marks with UC Davis coming into this fall because they had to replace a great quarterback in Jake Mayer, who's now playing up in the CFL. They uh, lost their offensive coordinator, Tim Plow, one of the best coordinators in the league, who made his way to Boise State. Uh, but it seems like they got it really rolling. So uh, just your thoughts on the Aggies. What were their strengths, and uh, what did you think of Dan Hawkins' overall team? Well, I've known Dan a long time. He used to come to training camp when I coached with the Chargers, and he's put together – I think that this is his best addition. They have the size, the speed, and the strength at every spot that I saw. I didn't see any weaknesses in their team. And uh, they uh, have an array of trick plays, which whoever's going to play them better be alert for them. Uh, just when you uh, try to tighten up for them knocking you down, they come with some wild, crazy uh, uh Double pass or reverse pass something, and you got a guy running wide open, and they sort of blow the game open. That's what they did to us. I think we we stood uh, firm with them as far as blow to blow, but they were just faster, bigger, and stronger. And that's what we so we run into when we get into the big sky with the scholarship schools. Dale Lindsay joining us. He's the head coach of San Diego. They make their way to Bozeman to take on the Bobcats on Saturday. It's the only game in the state of Montana. Montana, University of Montana, is on a bye. Uh, coach, one more thought on UC Davis. Uh, you mentioned you known Coach Higgins for a long time. I know that when he was at Boise State, they kind of had a penchant for uh, and a love for those trick plays as well. So, uh, I mean, you've been around the game a long time. It's one thing to to have sort of trick plays in your arsenal. It's another thing to sort of make it a, a trademark of yours. So how do you think that you go about doing that without making it too much of a risk or too much of a sideshow? How has, how has Hawk been able to do that so often throughout his career? Well, I think I think his team right now is very physical and tough with the base offense that they, that they normally use week in, week out. This addition that he's added, particularly perimeter plays, double passes and trick plays, has just given another dimension so you really can't load up on him to stop something particularly uh, that he does well. So I think it's a really good addition to their offense and they uh, sort of keep you off balance, which is a little bit different than they've done in the past. And one more question on the Big Sky, because you guys opened with Cal Poly and a whole new look for the Mustangs under Bo Baldwin. Uh, no more triple option. Now they're uh, playing a more wide open style like Coach Baldwin sort of established as his identity first at Eastern Washington and then at Cal. Uh, so what were your thoughts on Cal Poly, your guys' season opener? 
Well, I think they have a good team. Uh, I don't think they have the size or speed that Davis has, but they're very physical. I thought his defense uh, was better than they presented to us in the past. And I think they're doing a good job with Polly. Uh, I think anytime a coach walks into a program that uh, has changed coaches, there's a reason you're there. So you either change uh, the way the players work or you change players. I don't know which one he's done, but I think he's doing a really good job at Cal Poly. Well, Coach, before we get into this week's game, let's talk a little bit about San Diego in general. I know that it is a beautiful school, a beautiful campus, an excellent academic institution. I mean, one of their premier schools in the country, quite honestly. And I know the Pioneer Football League is a league that's made a lot of progress in terms of earning an automatic bid to the FCS playoffs and the competitiveness that some of the teams are operating with. I know that it's a little bit of a sweet science in terms of building FCS caliber teams with, like you mentioned, not having athletic scholarships available to you. So t- take us through it, the challenges and, and what it's like recruiting to a school like that, because it seems like you have a lot of stuff to sell for prospective recruits, but also uh, probably a little bit difficult given the academic standards and the fact you don't have athletic scholarships. Well, our selling point here is the academics, and, and uh, there are some really good players out there who want academics more than they want a scholarship of football. And so we try to find out who they are and lure them here to San Diego, which the other thing we, we sell quite handily is we have beautiful weather. And should anyone listening know where there's a better weather spot, call me, I'll go with you. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, and we've had a, a – I call a, a, a pretty good winning percentage here. So if you've got good academics and you're winning and you've got good weather and you have beautiful girls, th- those are things that we're trying to sell that, that uh, hopefully somebody wants. And we've been very fortunate in finding kids who in, in some years have been uh, recipients of scholarship offers that they didn't care for the academics at certain schools and they, they chose us. And we were very happy that they did. It's just that, uh, we have some uh, high standards academically that we have to have them meet. And, of course, I think one of the, the best parts of this program are the parents who make great sacrifices for their sons to come here and play football. Dale Lindsay, head coach San Diego, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You need a place to watch football this weekend, whether it's high school football on Friday night, you want to watch the Bobcat game on Saturday, or any college football Saturday, you want to watch the NFL on Sunday, head on down to Paradise Falls. they got 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a great place for the whole family to go enjoy yourself some football. Uh, Coach, from an on-field perspective, you guys have had tremendous success uh, during your time there at San Diego. I think 68-21 and 21 overall, and uh, only uh, four conference losses in the Pioneer League. And you, you went four straight years without losing a Pioneer League game as well. So, uh, got in the playoffs multiple times. I know you won some playoff games, particularly against Big Sky Schools. Took out Cal Poly as well as Northern Arizona a couple years back. So, what has got into the success that you guys have had at San Diego? What has helped you uh, sort of craft your team into the premier squad in the Pioneer Football League? Well, I think I'm blessed with 10 really good coaches who are here for the right reasons. They're here to do the right thing. They are excellent at evaluating and recruiting players. And we've been very successful on getting some players here 
uh, some I think should have been here should have been at bigger schools and uh, that wanted what we had to offer academically and, and weren't phased by the cost of school. So I think it's been a sort of a, a perfect storm where there were years where we just wound up with kids that that were exceptional and uh, that they played hard and, and things fell right for us. I mean, we, we like I say, we've had some uh, really lucky winning streaks and uh, we just got to keep finding the, the right chemistry for these guys and hopefully we can hit on some of the uh, future Toreros like we have in the past. And if we do, then we'll continue with a, with a successful program. You mentioned the, the cost of tuition, and that, that's definitely an eye-opener, especially when you talk about a private school like San Diego. You also mentioned the parents. So when you are recruiting, is that a, a big part of it, is just recruiting the parents? Well, I consider that my job. I, I think right. the coaches do a great job recruiting the players, and it's my job when we get the parents here to convince them that it's in their best interest to put out roughly around $75,000 a year for their son to come to school here. One of the selling points that we have had in the past is in the eight years I've been here, we're graduating 95% of our players, which is an object of, should be an object of any college. And uh, most of our kids are in the six figure range when they leave here. So uh, there is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just four years getting there. And we, Hopeful that uh, we're hopeful that some of our players who are striking it rich also pay back their student loans rather than dumping on their parents. And like I say we we've been very fortunate in having kids that we have drone engineers. We have one boy that works on Star Wars, and multiple business guys who are in sales, CPAs, and every now and then we have a coach. And uh, we don't we don't know what he's doing here, but. Every now and then we've had a player to get into coaching. Some of them have come back. We've hired some of them back here at USD that were good players and, and want to go into coaching. And So we've been very fortunate in finding the right kids with a bunch of great parents. Dale Lindsay joining us, head coach of San Diego. It's the ESPN Roundtable here on Nuanas Now 1029 ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. And Coach, let's talk about a little bit about your coaching career. You have been coaching since 1974, and you coached for years and years and years in the NFL before diving into the college ranks uh, later on in your career. So, uh, first of all, just take us through your time in the league. I know that you coached some great players, coached some great teams uh, during your time in the NFL, but what was that experience overall like for you? Well, playing and coaching, I had 29 years in the NFL. There's probably not a better place to uh, make money and develop a retirement and enjoy yourself at the same time. Now, is there pressure? Yeah, there's a lot of pressure there to win. I know the folks sitting at home watching those games on Sunday afternoon or Saturday or whatever, there's a whole lot of time spent in those offices just trying to figure out a way to beat the other guy. I feel very fortunate in that I feel like ever since 1974, I've never really had a job. I'm coaching, uh, whether it be NFL, college, or I've even coached in high school. I've been very fortunate and to do something I really like 
and therefore I don't consider it work. It's like I'm getting, I got a hobby that's paid me pretty good throughout life. I've just been very fortunate and I've uh, had the opportunity to have, I used the word, they, Junior say I'm Brian Urlock or coach me. I didn't coach them. They're both in the Hall of Fame and that would be a pleasure for anybody uh, at any level, have somebody like that that uh, I can tell you right now can do anything physically you ask them to do, and not all of us are like that. That's that's, that's a rarity to have. Uh, but like I said, I, I've I've enjoyed high school as much as I've enjoyed the NFL. It's uh, a way to stay young. These players keep you on your toes. I got like I said, I have ten coaches here. I don't know a thing about a computer. So I have to call on those guys to help me all the time. And it's just been a, a wonderful ride, and I'm hoping that to uh, stay on the merry-go-round for a few more years. Well, it's very well put. Junior Seau particularly, one of my favorite players of all time, and a guy that just had so much magnetism. I mean, a guy that seemed like everybody gravitated Toward, uh, but you mentioned his physical skills. But more than that, I mean, just the man that he was. That must have been a true pleasure to be around him for the time that you were. Oh, absolutely! Junior's one of the finest people I've ever met in the game. Uh, but people don't realize what you saw on Sunday afternoon. He did Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday too, and he only knew one speed. That's a hundred miles an hour. That's how he practiced. Uh, I can't say that we always saw eye to eye on everything. But that's player-coach relationship anyway. And the same with Brian Urlacher. Urlacher had the same talent distributed in a different way. Junior might have been a bit more explosive in five- to seven-yard area, but both of them, uh, God gifted them with so much DNA, it's unbelievable. And what's really nice is both these guys had great pride in their workmanship. They were always ready. You can never ask them to do too much. And for those wannabes out there that uh, are blessed with that kind of talent, they had great work habits. They did not mess around. I mean, when they came to practice, you you thought they were playing a game. Let's talk about your transition into the college game. You come back uh, to college in 2007 as a linebackers coach at San Diego, then spent some time in New Mexico State before then becoming the D.C. at San Diego, and you've been the head coach there since 2013. What what lured you back to college? What, what made you want to coach at the college level later in your career? Well, my wife would not leave San Diego. And <laughs> when I came back here from the Redskins, uh, I had a friend, Dave Adolph, who I took with at the Chargers. I called Dave, and Dave was the defense coordinator here at the University of San Diego. And I said, Dave, I, I don't have anything to do. Can I come down to your limo driver? And he said, uh, I'm getting ready to retire. I'm going back to Ohio. I'll go talk to Ron Carragher, who was the head coach, about maybe giving you a shot. I came down the next day. I didn't even know where the school was. And honestly, I was here eight, eight years and hadn't heard of it. And I came down and talked to Ron Carragher. He gave me a uh, a shot to come here and coach for nothing. And I did. I enjoyed it. And uh, that was the start of my tenure here at USD. I left and went to New Mexico State with Dwayne Walker for three years. I promised Dwayne I'd stay over there three years. I did. And 
I came back here. Ron happened to have a job open, and he gave me an opportunity. And then he left, and of all things, he recommended me. And I luckily fell into this, and uh, it's been uh, really rewarding. I, I, I think you uh, get more somehow seeing uh, an 18 year old grow into a 22 year old and go off into the world and make something of himself. Uh, I think it's nice to have coach in the NFL, but there's a little different flavor when you're helping an 18-year-old become 22 and he gets a great job or we have one or two, three players in the league. So it's been it's it's very, very nice, and, and I'm very grateful to the University of San Diego for giving me a chance. Well, a couple more things for you, Coach. Thanks for taking the time today. Dale Lindsay joining us, the head coach for San Diego. His Toreros take on Montana State on Saturday in Bozeman. And one broad question I want to ask you, Coach, the fact that you've been involved in football for the majority of your life and for decades and decades and decades, how has football in general, in your mind, changed? What are the biggest changes you've seen to the game? Well, they actually give players water this day and age. I never saw that. (laughs) When I started in the seventh grade in in Bowling Green, Kentucky, they had the seventh, eighth, and ninth grade team and the varsity team. And my parents lived directly across from the high school practice field. And I started there in the seventh grade, 1955. I got my first drink of water in 1971 in Cleveland. And nobody died of dehydration or anything. And we didn't have a very good diet. So... I, I think the thing I've seen is hydration, uh, weight room, uh, emphasis on diet. And uh, I think there's a lot of players from the dark ages, including myself, who could play today. But I think the players of today are better trained, they have better nutrition, they're hydrated. And uh, I think it's sort of like, I, I kid the guys all the time. We didn't play by the Marcus of Queensbury rules either. It's like you could crack back below the waist. And uh, there weren't a lot of rules back then. It was like, uh, may the strongest survive. And, and if you get hurt, so be it. And that's just the way it was. It was a different, I think it was a little more physical and different game back then. But I think it's a, a much faster and better coach game today by. Uh, by the players and the coaches that are involved. Let's talk about this matchup this weekend. Montana State coming off a 45-7 to win over Drake. Drake is from the Pioneer Football League as well, so a team that your squad's familiar with. But, Coach, when you put on the, the tape, what do you see out of the Bobcats? Well, I see a very physically talented team that's very tough. Uh, love their offensive line. Uh, they're a good bunch of guys. I think their quarterback is extremely talented. They're running back the same way. Wide receivers, uh, looks like the quarterback gets bored every now and then, drops back and says, well, I'm just going to throw this 50 yards. Somebody run under it, catch it. And they do. I think it's a very good uh, outfit that uh, will be very competitive in the big sky. And uh, I know that uh, I think probably the worst beating we've taken since I've been a head coach here was our first year in the playoffs when we played the University of Montana at their home stadium. So I have a great respect for the Montana football system because they're a bunch of tough guys and uh, we're looking forward to come up and do the best we can against them. 
Personnel-wise, when you look at the defense, uh, number 15, Troy Anderson, He's uh, all all everything done everything in his career, uh, exceptional player. I mean, he's been all league and all American at running back, quarterback, linebacker, everything. Now he's playing in the middle of that defense. I know he's only uh, played that Mike spot for two games, so you probably only seen him this year uh, playing that spot. But uh, is he a guy that stands out? And if so, what stands out about him? Is there anybody else that pops on film for you defensively for the Cats? Well, I like their size and, and the way they run to the ball. Good tackling. Uh, I think all good defenses are good tacklers, and I, I see that from uh, Montana State. And uh, we're going to have to figure out a way on offense to try to minimize that, try to get some more one-on-one shots, maybe make somebody miss in the, in the open field or, or closing space. But I don't see a, I don't see a lot of holes in their in any part of their game. Well, Coach, last thing for you then, you mentioned all of this awesome stories that you have throughout your coaching career. And just, you know, like you said, it was it's not even really a job for you. You had a hobby that you got paid for. But what keeps you in it now? I mean, what, what keeps you going still as you reach now, you know, your fifth or sixth decade as a college coach, a, a pro coach, everything in between? What keeps you invested in the game and keeps you, you chugging along here at San Diego? I just like football. I always have. And, and, Coming down here every day, I look forward to it. I like interacting with the coaches. Um, I also really enjoy the the little give and take with the players, the challenge of going to practice and trying to get it right. And I know the players sometimes, they don't like to hear this, but do it over. When we don't do it right, we get a chance to repeat it. And it's just an exciting moment for me every day to uh, be around football. Now, there's some days I remember uh, Fritz Shermer, who was the defense coordinator for the Packers, told Mike Holmgren sometimes, he said, sometimes, Mike, I'm not going to feel like coming in on Monday. <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. There, there's some days when I don't want to get out of bed early and come on down here, but once I get up and get going, I can't wait to get here. And uh, I just think it's a, a joy to be around the 10, 11 men I work with and be around the 75, 80 guys we have on our squad who are uh, constantly keeping you on your toes. You learn something from them every day. Uh, there's only 50 years difference between my age and them. And, of course, we don't see things the same way. And sometimes I have to learn to see things their way. It's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to grow every day, and I look forward to it, and I hope to continue on. Well, Coach, it's been a distinct pleasure catching up with you, getting to know you a little bit, and hearing your stories. I've always been fascinated by your career and uh, what led you now to coaching in the FCS. But uh, you're definitely a guy that has a lot of respect from people here in the state of Montana, and we can't thank you enough for joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable on Nuanas Now. Well, it's been my pleasure. We look forward to seeing you guys on Saturday. Dale Lindsay. Head coach for San Diego, his team takes on Montana State Saturday afternoon, Bobcat Stadium. Coach, safe travels, and in the meantime, best of luck on Saturday. All right. Thank you very much.